Good morning, and welcome to Midpoint Wednesday. I'm Shelley Reback, your host for WMNF's Mid Florida Midweek Mid Morning Dose of News and Public Affairs with a Local Perspective. You are listening to WMNF 88.5 FM, Tampa Bay's only independent, commercial-free FM radio. And we are brought to you by you because we are supported by generous listeners just like you. Today is November 30th, and we are one week away from the end of the open enrollment period for making your very important health care choices for 2023. If you are a senior, especially if you are just turning 65 this year, or if you are over 65 but you have recently quit working and lost your employer-sponsored health insurance, then your choices revolve around your eligibility for Medicare, the National Health Insurance Program for Seniors. The open enrollment period closes after December 7th, so it is now, right now, when you need to make these decisions about your health care coverage. We at WMNF's Midpoint are going to help you with the information you need to responsibly make those decisions. But before we do, may I please take a point of personal privilege to reflect on how ridiculous it is that we have to be doing this at all. The rest of the modern world has universal government-paid health care for everyone, and we should too. We should be able to go to the doctor when we're sick and get good medical treatment when we need it without worrying that our care won't be paid for by our insurance companies. We shouldn't have to be paying for-profit companies to supposedly manage our care when what that really means is capping fees paid to medical providers, denying or restricting care to patients, and maximizing profits to the insurance companies themselves when that money could better be spent on providing care to people who need it. As the rest of the world knows, healthcare is a right and people should not be bankrupted by medical debt. You know, President Harry S. Truman knew it back in 1945 when he proposed a national health insurance plan that would have covered everyone, but he just couldn't get it through Congress then. It took another 20 years for the United States to get any kind of national health insurance when Lyndon Johnson in 1965 signed Medicare into law and he issued the very first Medicare card to former President Truman during the signing ceremony. As you know, Medicare is a national health insurance plan for seniors 65 and older, although it has been expanded since it began to include disabled people and other qualified individuals. But basic Medicare, traditional Medicare, doesn't cover 100% of your health care expenses. Part A, Medicare Part A covers hospital expenses. Medicare Part B covers medical uh, expenses. And Part C, if you have chosen it, is a Medicare Advantage plan, which covers Parts A and B care. And we will talk more about Medicare uh, Advantage a bit later. And Part D is prescription drug coverage. Are you confused yet? Uh, here's the rub. Even with traditional Medicare, meaning Parts A and B, hospitalization and doctors, you still must pay for coinsurance and deductibles in addition to any medical expenses you might incur during travel outside the United States. And even today, there is no out-of-pocket limit to the expenses that traditional Medicare does not cover. So to cover those expenses, millions of people, in fact, more than 40% of all traditional Medicare beneficiaries, 
now also purchase Medicare supplement insurance, which is also known as a Medigap policy. Those plans are designed to fill in the gaps that Medicare doesn't pay and limit your out-of-pocket financial exposure. Similarly, Medicare Advantage policies are private insurance policies that provide coverage for hospitalization, Medicare, and drugs, and, they, and you have the option of opting for a Medicare Advantage plan instead of original Medicare. And Medicare Advantage plans often incorporate some additional benefits that traditional Medicare doesn't cover, like uh, prescription drug coverage and extras such as dental and vision and some additional benefits. Uh, but Advantage plans tend to limit uh, your use of doc- certain doctors and hospitals. They have a provider network that you generally have to uh, use unless you want to pay more money for your services. Um, and coverage for specific services may not be as robust as it would be with traditional Medicare plus a supplemental Medigap policy. But Advantage plans, including the cost for Medicare Part B, also tend to be somewhat less expensive than original Medicare plus a Medigap plan plus a Part D plan. So now I've totally confused you. Um, and that's okay because we have some experts here with us um, who are going to help us understand much better uh, than I've been able to explain some of the pros and cons of each option for choosing your Medicare-related coverage. Uh, They're going to explain traditional Medicare plus a Medigap policy plus a Part D drug coverage policy versus a Medicare Advantage plan. And we are very lucky to have with us as my guests, Amy Hagel and Fran Oburn from the Florida Shine Medicare Counseling Program, which is sponsored by the local Florida Department on Elder Affairs. So everybody take out your notepads because Amy and Fran are going to be giving us a lot of information. And if you have questions or comments along the way, either for uh, Amy or Fran, our counselors here, you can call us at 813-239-9663. You can email us at dj at wmnf.org, or you can text us at 813-433-0885. So first of all, let me welcome Amy. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having us over. And Fran, thank you for being with us. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Uh, so before we get started on the pros and cons of what to pick for your Medicare healthcare coverage, tell us what's Florida Shine? What services do you provide? And how can people get more personal counseling from you than we can provide over a radio show? Well, let me tell you a little bit about the SHINE program. Uh, so the SHINE program uh, is, uh, stands for Serving Health Insurance Needs of Elders. And, uh, and as you indicated, SHINE is a program of the Florida Department of Elder Affairs and is operated locally through the Area Agency on Aging, uh, which in our area is called uh, Senior Connection Center. Uh, SHINE services are free unbiased and confidential. Free, unbiased and confidential so that when you tell people what their options are, uh, you don't make any money off what they choose like an insurance agent would get a commission. You don't you don't get that. That is correct. 
Yes. Okay. Well, that's a terrific service available. And how do people find you if they want a personalized counseling service? How would they go about getting your help? Uh, they can call the 1-800 number, and that's the number that uh, anybody can call from anywhere in the state of Florida, which is 1-800-963-5337, also known as 1-800-96-ELDER. Um, and through uh, via the Florida Shine website, uh, floridashine.org as well. Floridashine.org. Okay, great. All right, so Fran, let me turn to you. You're a volunteer counselor with Florida Shine? I am. So you don't get paid at all? Not at all. Okay, and uh, tell me, how do you begin your counseling sessions when you uh, a client comes to you and they are totally confused, as I was when I went through trying to, to put this show together? Um, well, how do you begin your counseling sessions? What are the questions that you need answered in order to help someone navigate the choices that they have for Medicare coverage? Well, my very first question is if they have time to talk, because it does take uh, quite a bit of time to research the information from the beneficiary, from the client. Um, Generally, I will say, what do you have now for Medicare? And if you do not have Medicare, uh, what it is you're looking for? Do um, you have doctors that you want to keep? Do you want um, drug coverage included in what you have? And do you take a lot of drugs or not? Um, And then is money the bottom line for your choices? Good point. So, yeah, because different plans have different costs associated with them. And some of those costs are hard to fathom on the front end of your decision because, God forbid, you don't know how sick you're going to be. You don't know what drugs you might be prescribed. Uh, You don't know how many doctor's visits you'll be making and whether you'll be paying a lot of co-pays. Uh, and that type of thing. So, uh, you know, a lot of this is really kind of projecting into the future without having a lot of firm information, isn't it? That's true. And that is one of the reasons that I believe everyone, whenever you sign up for Medicare, should always take a health care check when we have open enrollment every year. And the dates are always from October 15th through December 7th. The year will begin January 1. You take and check your car insurance for the best price and you check your homeowner's insurance. And why would you not take a look at your health care? Yeah, so you don't have to keep the same plan every year, right, Fran? That's correct. You are not married to any plan for longer than one year. And it's not just for people uh, 65. I mean, if you're over 65 and you've been working and you've had employer-sponsored health insurance all that time and then you decide you want to retire or you're forced out of your job or what have you and you need uh, insurance that is not employer-sponsored, then if you're eligible for Medicare, that you go through this process uh, just like somebody who isn't working and just turns 65, right? Correct. And there are also um, special circumstances where someone can get coverage if you are um, living in the United States for at least five years, 
then um, you are also eligible, continuous, five continuous years, you're eligible to apply for Medicare. Okay. All right. So I have, I have a call here from um, John in Dade City, who is a nurse practitioner who wants to offer his perspective. So let me bring him in. John, briefly, we have a lot to cover today. Well, uh, having rounded uh, for oncology for about 10 years and been in healthcare for more than 30 years and also been in, involved in politics, um, the bottom line is the Medicare Advantage plans is the you know, corporate healthcare's effort to privatize Medicare. Now, with regard to Medicare Advantage plans, it's kind of like a three-card Monty, uh, you know, uh, type of thing. Um, yeah, nobody knows exactly what's going to affect them. And, you know, if you never get sick, you really don't need insurance, right? <laughs> but the bottom line is, the bottom line is when you sign up for a Medicare Advantage plan, and I could talk about individual patient situations, who is in charge of your health care? Your physician no longer drives the treatment plans uh, for you. It is the insurance company, you know, instead of, so I had, I can just talk about one lady who watched all the, you know, the, the endless commercials and the phone calls, which I get because I'm over 65, I get them all the time. And so she had a hormone um specific type of breast cancer and she had just turned 65 and she decided I, I have to I have to sign up for insurance well bottom line is the treatment for the the with the best outcomes for her cancer is a, a, um, a treatment called Herceptin which is quite expensive but the outcomes are much better with it what did the insurance company determine she's going to get tax all um, you know, I, I could talk about a lot of other circumstances. Well, I, you know, it's interesting, John, that you say that because I have an email here from someone who I will not use their name who says, I work for a Medicare Advantage at a large insurance company in the appeals department. Things get denied all the time. And my advice is to appeal everything. So, uh, yeah. Thank you, John, for your experience, because I think it's consistent with what we're hearing from uh, some of our other listeners about Medicare Advantage. Um, Fran, talk to us about uh, the difference between regular Medicare, traditional Medicare, and Medicare Advantage, and what people should consider when they look into those programs. Well, most important is, um, do you have any chronic health conditions do you have any conditions that require you to see a number of doctors regularly? That's certainly one thing. Do you live only in Florida, in Hillsborough County? Or uh, are you a snowboard where you live in Massachusetts a few months out of the year in the summer, and then in the winter you're and, here? And that's relevant because Medicare Advantage plans are often limited geographically, right? That's correct. However... There are Medicare Advantage plans that have what is called a passport or travel feature. And you can, if you are enrolled in one of them, you can call your insurance company and tell them, I'm going to be in zip code 12345 in Massachusetts for three months. 
And if you're in one of those plans, you can get the name of a physician that accepts that um, national plan, and then it becomes in-network. I see, yeah. Out of So that's the thing. uh, People who are familiar with private insurance generally have an understanding, I think, about in-network versus out-of-network. But basically, uh, in-network is... Uh, the doctors and hospitals and labs and providers that have a contract with that insurance company where they're paid some kind of capitated rate uh, in order to have patients referred to them. Um, And it is generally... um, less expensive for the patient, I think it's always less expensive for the patient to go to an in-network medical provider. You can still go to an out-of-network medical provider, but you'll pay through the nose for doing that generally, right? Generally, however, if you have a preferred provider network, a PPO, then um, you do not pay through the nose. You will still pay a little bit higher to go out of network, but you can see any doctor anywhere. Okay, and with traditional Medicare and a Medigap policy, let's say, uh, you're not restricted to a particular provider network. Is that true? That's correct. You can see anyone in the United States without any referrals, without any network, And not only will Medicare continue to pay its 80%, and then the 20% that you're responsible for is normally picked up by the Medigap or supplement plan. Now, that's something that I think most people who haven't had to confront Medicare decisions yet don't understand. We sort of think of Medicare as national health insurance, and I think a lot of people assume, as I did, frankly, before I started looking into it, that Medicare pays 100% of your medical bills. And that's not true, is it? No, it is not. And on top of that, people are surprised that um, there's any cost to them and how much the cost may be. And once you're on Medicare and you've been paying for your Part B premium, usually through your Social Security check, they don't think of that as money toward their health care. But that has to be added in with any cost of a Medigap a drug plan, or a, um, a Medicare, Medicare Advantage, Advantage plan. Right. And because that is what your total health care package will cost you. Yeah, out of your pocket. Because if you weren't paying for traditional Medicare, or if you weren't paying for Medicare out of your Social Security check, that would have been money in your pocket. Correct. Yeah, and I think this year it's like about $170. Next year it's going down a little bit, right? Yes, $5, which (laughs) in the five years that I've been a counselor, that's the first time. It's ever gone down, the premiums for Medicare. Yeah, it's going to go down to like $165 or something like that. $164.90. I don't know why they can't have an even dollar amount. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, and uh, let's be clear on one fundamental thing. I have an email here from Jim who wants to know, can you also buy a Medigap plan if you have an Advantage plan? And I, I wonder what would be the need for that? Well, there isn't and it's not allowed. It's against the law, actually, for an insurance salesperson to sell anyone with an Advantage plan a Medigap. Oh, good to know. Okay, Jim, that's the answer to your question. Um, 
Okay, and uh, so let's, uh, we're here, let me first remind my listeners that we are here with my guests, Amy Hagel and Fran Oburn from the Florida Shine Medicare Counseling Service to talk about uh, their mission helping seniors and their caregivers uh, understand and make sensible choices on uh, Medicare health plans. Uh, And they're here for you too. So if you have questions about making Medicare health plan choices, you can give us a call at 813-239-9663. You can email us at dj at wmnf.org or you can text us at 813-433-0885. Now, um, let's try to... Let's try to look at this in an organized fashion. I don't. I, I'm happy to to have you explain it, Fran, the way that makes most sense to you. But I was thinking that maybe we could talk about what is traditional Medicare plus Medigap plus Part D drug coverage, and then talk separately about Medicare Advantage, so that people have an idea of the differences between the programs. Do you think that's a good way to do it? I do. In fact, there's a graphic, but this is radio. There's a <laughs> yeah. graphic that shows the two paths that you can choose, one or the other, for Medicare. The first path is the traditional Medicare route. And Part A, as long as you have worked at least 10 years in the United States, is free. And that is your inpatient hospital costs. And so you don't have to worry about a cost to you other than if you go in the hospital, there is a very hefty deductible. This year, it's $1,556. It is a little bit higher for next year. I don't remember that total yet. Okay. Um, with that, then, you do have to pay for Part B. As Shelley has mentioned, that's $170.10. That usually comes out of your Social Security check. Now, if- wait, let me stop you. Why do you need to have Part B? That Part A is hospitalization. If you're in the hospital and you're admitted as a patient... Part B covers your medical costs for what? Everything doc- else. Everything else. Doctors, lab tests. Uh, uh, outpatient surgery. Um, uh, if you fall and break your leg. and mm-hmm. Or if you have the flu and you go to what I call a doc in the box or urgent care. Right. Then it also covers that. Okay. Okay. So with the traditional Medicare path, we're talking about Part A. Uh, there is a high deductible with Part A, and then Part B is something that you have to purchase on top of your traditional Medicare, which uh, is made available to you through Social Security, right? Correct. So Part B is sold by private insurance companies, right? Yes. And uh, so that's where some of the research comes in. And what are the, what are the kinds of questions that someone researching the best Part B uh, plan? What 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 are some of the questions that they need to look at in figuring out? Well, there is no best Part B. Part B is all encompassing. Um, and if you're in traditional Medicare, um, what that means is you go anywhere you want to go. If you want to go to LabCorp or Quest or wherever, when your doctor gives you a prescription, you select which one you want to go to. And and is it the price the same for all the Part B plans? Yes. Oh, okay. So uh, there really isn't too much research on that. No. Part B is pretty standard. And um, 
you can then, your choice is limited by whether you choose to stay with traditional Medicare or go to an, a Medicare Advantage plan. Okay, we're not there yet, though. Correct. We're not there. We're still Correct. on the path of traditional Medicare, Part A, hospitalization, Part B, medical providers out, out of the hospital. Right. Um, we're still on that path. Correct. So now we're paying our, our 170 or $165 for Part B. And uh, and you go to have a lab test. And, you, and Medicare will pay 80% of that lab test. And doctors, too. Correct. Doctors, the Medicare will pay 80%. So you're still out of pocket. 20%, 20% for all your Medi Medicare medical services. Correct. And when you're in the hospital... It's not, and you see a doctor, they, they like a hospitalist in the hospital, is that considered to be like a medical provider or is that a hospitalization charge? Um, in general, that's a hospitalization charge. If you have to see a specialist in the hospital and they call in a kidney specialist or a uh, autoimmune specialist, you may be billed for them separately or not. It depends on the situation. Okay. Well, we don't have time to get into those deep cuts yes. <laughs> of, of Medicare questions, but let's, let's go back to, okay, we're on the path, traditional Medicare, Part A, Part B. You still have to pay 20%. Correct. And do you have a deductible? There is a small deductible. This year it's $233, and that's an annual charge. So you only pay that once, generally in January. Okay. And and that comes out of your pocket. That doesn't come out of Social Security. or That Correct. comes out of your pocket because it goes to the private Part B company. Correct. Okay. So now we're, we're, we're paying 20% of our health care charges. We have deductibles, and we have... Um, and we have the uh, the money taken out of our Social Security. And uh, at this point is when you would evaluate whether or not you choose to purchase a Medicare supplement policy, otherwise known as a Medigap policy, right? Correct. And there are policies from A to N, so it's an alphabet soup of different benefits. However, all of them have to offer the same four benefits. That's the requirement of being a Medigap sold in Florida. They have to pay for your first three pints of blood, if you need to have blood um, products. They uh, have to pay for your coinsurance for Part A in the hospital. They um, have to pay for, oh gosh, now I can't think of all four. Hmm. I'm sorry about that. I will have to look it okay. up. I don't okay, remember. Okay, but the alphabet soup policies of Medigap um, have a lot of other different benefits between them, between, yes. between all these alphabet soup policies, and they yes. are all sold by private insurance companies, right? Correct. And, and that alphabet soup will determine whether the company will pay all 20%. You could get a plan that pays only 10% or um, one that pays 15%. So that your cost for that Medigap becomes less out of pocket 
but they're also paying less and you have a little more out of pocket at the time of service. So that's where the gambling comes in, right? That's yes. where the uh, you know, the forecasting and the guessing and the gambling comes in. If you want to pay less out of pocket today, you have that choice, but you may wind up paying more later when your plan doesn't cover uh, as wide a range of benefits as you might need in the and, future. And with that, um, part of the issue when they talk sometimes about medical bankruptcy is because you have that 20%. And if you have a $100,000 um, hospital bill, $20,000 is your percentage And that can be astronomical and devastating to a family. Um, But with the Medigap, you're paying in advance of ever getting sick. If you had a crystal ball, it would be perfect. (laughs) But since none of us has a crystal ball, it does make it a little more difficult. And, And it's a question of how comfortable are you with risk, how much um, disposable income you may have. People that generally have a higher rate of income do not feel the pinch of a Medigap quite as much as um, Middle America. Yeah. So one of the questions a, a counselor would ask generally is, um, you know, is money is money a problem for you? Is you know, do you have enough disposable income where purchasing a Medigap policy is not going to take food out of the mouths of your fur babies or whatever, right? Right. And and I hate to generalize. However, at 65, an average full 20% Medigap, the $170 for Part B, and then an average drug plan will cost a single individual between from $375 to $400 a month. And if you go to the doctor twice a year, you're still paying $4,800. And if you don't, and you go once a month, well, then the cost per visit goes down. But that is the bottom line for what you decide. So you, so with a traditional Medicare plan, plus a Medigap policy, plus which we haven't even gotten to yet, but the Part D drug coverage, all that all together would cost a single person somewhere in the range of 375 to $400 per month. Correct. That's top of the line, A number one coverage. That's like, you you know, God forbid something happens, you get sick, you go, you have to go to a hospital, you need a specialist, you need surgery, whatever. You're basically going to be out of pocket very little. Nothing. Nothing. Okay, zero. Nothing. Zero. Nothing for that cata- cata- kind of like disaster in Correct. your healthcare experience. Correct. You would pay nothing. But along the way, until you got to that disaster, you were paying 375 to $400 a month for Correct. everything. Correct. So, so really, you have to be able to afford that kind of A number one super special uh, royal care. And let's face it, if you are a retired couple, you're talking about $9,000, well, almost $10,000 of your income. And if you have no income other than Social Security, then um, that is a huge bite. Yes, and that's something that we need to mention, too, that these policies are individual policies. There's no, like, family rate 
or you know uh like when maybe when you worked at a, you know employment where yours is free and you have to pay your spouses or you have to pay some family rate or something no 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 these are all individual policies right yes and that means that each of you can have a different plan one could be traditional medicare the other one could be an advantage plan one could be both of you could be traditional Med- medicare and have two different drug plans which we should get to next. Okay, let's go there. Okay, so in Hillsborough County for this year, we have 26 different drug plan options. And they go from about $8.30 to a high of about $160 um, a month. The drug cost is paid per month, also can be taken out of Social Security or paid by check to the company, or to the electronic insurance company. Transfer. Or electronic transfer, right. charge to a credit card, whatever you choose. But then your uh, one of the important parts for a counselor to help you is to make sure all the drugs you take are on the company's formulary. Oh, good point. Okay, so that's one of the things that is really important for a counselor to ask. What drugs do you take? And then the counselor will look them up and see which plans even have the availability of those drugs on a formulary. And we're not talking like really common kinds of drugs, amoxicillin or something like that or statins or whatever. But some, you know, some people are on, I remember, you know, tragically, my mom was on an Alzheimer's drug um, when she was alive that was a crazy, crazy expensive drug, like, I don't know, $900, $1,000, something like that um, a month. And uh, that would be the kind of thing that it would be important to know whether the different drug plans have different pricing structure for those drugs. They do, and the same drug on one plan could be considered a Tier 2 drug, which is very low cost, or a Tier 4 drug, which is much higher cost. The same drug on two different plans can be two different tiers. So that makes a difference in your ultimate cost. For example, insulin, which has recently been in the news quite a bit, and this past year, there were some companies that chose, well, that volunteered to sell insulin at $35 a month. And with the Inflation Reduction Act, starting in January... That's the Biden Inflation Reduction Act, right? Thank you, Shelley. Um, Starting in January, all insulins that are on formulary can max out at $35 a month. No one taking insulin needs to spend more than that on Medicare per month, effective January 1, which is a biggie. That's a big thing. And, And let's also talk about the fact that um, we hear a lot about this drug uh, donut hole uh-huh. with regard to Medicare. It's it, you know you hear a lot about that, but I don't think people really understand what that means. Can you explain that? I can, although I hate it, and I especially loved donuts until I got involved with Medicare. <laughs> but um, the way the donut hole works is there is a um, a level that you reach when both you and the insurance company is sharing the cost of your drugs. So it starts in January, and when you get to that threshold, which I believe this year is 4800 and some odd dollars, 
then and you don't have to keep track. The insurance company is very happy to keep oh, yeah. track for you. I'm sure. And when you reach that, you enter what is called the coverage gap or the donut hole. And when you get there, that means that the insurance company does not pay and you pay 25% of the actual retail cost of the drug. So you could be paying something like $25 for a drug and then in the donut hole have to pay $150. And how long does the how long are you in the donut hole? Well, that depends on the drugs you take because you have to then reach 6800 and some odd dollars, which is roughly $2500 and in that is the donut hole. If you get out of that before the year ends, then you go to the catastrophic phase, which means everything is really cheap. But you could just end up staying in the donut hole till the end of the year and so then you're paying a much higher rate. And generally people go in that middle of summer and we get a lot of calls saying, "Oh my god, my drugs just went up. I can't afford that. What can we do?" Yeah. And at that point you can't switch plans cuz you're you're stuck in your plan for the whole year, right? with several with exceptions. Okay. Uh, there are special circumstances that you you can make changes but they're too numerous to okay. talk about today. And 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 this whole donut hole concept is this uh the same uh what you've described is it the same for all the drug plans that are available? Not only is it the same for all the drug plans that you purchase, but it is the same if you're on an advantage plan. Oh. Either way, the donut hole is the donut hole is the donut hole. Oh my goodness. All right, well let me turn to uh hey listen, if you've been waiting um to have your call picked up, please give us a call back. I didn't want to interrupt Fran as she was on a roll here with um <laughs> explaining all these things, but I would be happy to take your call if you give us a call back at 813-239-9663. You can email us also at dj@wmnf.org at or you can text us at 813-433-0885. So before we turn to the uh understanding the Medicare Advantage thing, which we will quickly, uh, let me look at um, some of these emails and ask you to call us back if we didn't get you before. Okay, uh, here's a question from Gary, a couple of questions. When a Medicare counselor recommends a Medicare Advantage plan and the patient signs up for it, does the insurer pay a higher commission than would be paid if they sold a traditional Medicare supplement or Medicare Medigap plan such as a plan F? So are the agents compensated better if they sell you a Medicare Advantage plan than uh, a Medigap plan? Uh, to be perfectly honest, since I never worked in the insurance industry, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. However, they do get paid and they do get a residual every year as long as you stay where you're at. Okay. Uh thank you Gary for that. Um I have a question here from uh, or a comment from Martin who says, "Thank you Shine for the help you gave us." We did exhaustive reading. We went to a couple meetings at libraries, not at steakhouses. We went with regular Medicare and a supplement. Do we like paying those premiums every month? No. I went back to work part-time, but Medicare Advantage seems like a scam and they overbill the government. See Rick Scott's former hospital chain. 
Curse you, Joe Namath. Thank you, Martin, for your comments. Does anybody over here from Shine have anything to, to add to that? I do. I don't think that Medicare Advantage is a scam. They are um, a, necessary, a necessary option for um, all people. And when you have worked in um, here, you are used to that kind of plan. That's the kind of plan your employer offers to you, either an HMO or a PPO. But it is an Advantage plan, and you're comfortable with that if you've had it for a long time. Yeah, and if you aren't sick and you aren't on a lot of drugs, you know, it may make sense for you. Um, you also, if you, if you are sick, there are plans that cater to chronic conditions, and the, all, all of the Medicare Advantage plans have an out-of-pocket limit. So the chance that you would be in a situation where you would be medically bankrupt is less likely. Okay, uh, let's see what else we have here. Um, we have a text message who says, thank you so much for having this topic about Medicare. Can you post your guest contact information so they can be contacted for a consultation? I will post that on uh, the WMNF webpage sometime later tonight. Um, we'll have a little article about uh, the show and the information provided, and we will post the Florida Shine contact information. But, Amy, while, while we're saying this, let, go ahead and give it to us in case people have just tuned in and they didn't hear you earlier or they need to tune out and go back to work or something. Yeah, that number is one 800 963-5337 or you can reach us via the floridashine.org website. Okay, there you go. Let me take a call from Susan. Susan, you're on the air. Make it brief, please. Yes. Uh, my question is about prescription plans. My husband has... Speak up, a Susan. Can you hear me now? Yeah, just speak up. Speak loudly. Okay. My husband has metastatic stage four pancreatic cancer, and right now he's getting his chemo at a facility, so it's covered, but he may have to switch to oral chemo, which I know we're going to have to pay for. And right now we have a separate prescription plan. It's very inexpensive and covers tier one only. So although I can't change our supplement, I believe I can change our prescription plan. Is there a recommendation for cancer drugs and prescription plans? I've been told that prescription plans don't cover cancer drugs. Okay, so let's, let's, let's let uh, our, our shine people address that question. In general, cancer drugs, because they're usually infused, are covered under Part B, your medical. Um, if it's an oral drug and um, it would have to be checked whether it's going to be covered under the Part D or Part B, it would depend. Okay. Well, uh, thank you, Susan. Not sure we can be more specific, but you can reach out uh, to them um, and uh, get more information off the show. I have a call from Phyllis. Phyllis, you're on the, on the air. Hi, I didn't want to take much time. I just wanted to say thank you to Fran for everything that she does. She counsels my husband and myself 
uh, and I was um, very grateful for her assistance, and I'm sure that everybody else that she speaks to and counsels are uh, also grateful. So thank you very much, Fran. Okay, thank you, Phyllis. There you go, Fran, you have a fan. (sighs) Okay, uh, I have Ivory from Tampa on the line. Ivory, go ahead. Be brief, please. Uh, yes, uh, I've got a question for you. I, I'm retired military and um, 71 years old. When I first signed up, and I, and I have uh, the Medicare, the, the, the traditional uh, Medicare A and B. Yes. When I first signed up. They said I didn't need because I was covered under being retired military. My medical, the, the prescriptions and things like that was covered. However, I constantly get, and and any time I go in for any type of uh, procedure or lab work, I don't have any co-payments when I see specialists or anything like that. And I'm constantly getting phone calls for a supplemental program. And is there a program for retired military that we can get into that doesn't have, uh, you know, that you can recommend my the thing all right well let's let's turn to them and ask thank you ivory for the question let's turn to them and ask if you have tricare for life it is required for you to continue to take part b um having drug coverage from tricare then you would not be required to have a part d and as long as you keep a and b you're good to go well, there you go, Ivory. So there, there you go. Now, we have a couple minutes, and I just want to get into the Medicare Advantage uh, plan information before we need to cut off. So um, we've talked about traditional Medicare, Part A, Part B, plus a supplement, uh, plus a drug uh, Part D uh, plan. And tell us about Medicare Advantage and, and comparing the, the two pathways. Okay. One of the uh, big differences is that the drugs are included. You don't pay a separate monthly premium. It is part of it. And I know you see the TV commercials that say, free, free, free. Don't believe it. They're all, all of the plans that usually a Shine counselor would recommend are free. There is a zero premium for you to pay for those. You pay for your Part B, and that's it. So that's the, like, 170 or $165. And that's it. That includes your A, your B, and your D. So it's very cost-effective to, to do yes. Medicare Advantage. Right, so that your annual price out-of-pocket would be roughly $1,800 for a year. Now, you do have your co-pays, and they're not necessarily 20%. You can go to your primary care doctor for between 0 and $10. You can have lab work done between 0 and $20. Um, you may even get x-rays that don't cost you anything. So the co-pays that you have are based on an agreement between the insurance company and you when you make that decision for a particular company and Medicare. Because all of the Advantage plans have to be signed off by Medicare in advance of them being offered to you. 
Now, um, so there's financial advantages for sure to a Medicare Advantage plan, but there are also some disadvantages. And let's talk about that. The main disadvantage is that you do have a network. Um, An HMO is a little more restrictive, but the costs are a little lower. And there are some benefits offered with an HMO that are not offered with the PPO, like transportation. And if you're someone who doesn't drive or doesn't have um, someone that can take you to the doctor, you might be best suited with an HMO that you can have transportation to the doctor, the pharmacy, physical therapy, and not have to worry about taking a taxi. And the Medicare Advantage plans also offer some additional benefits that traditional Medicare and a supplement plan don't offer, right? Like vision, like glasses and and eye exams and dental and hearing hearing aids. aids. That's right. And um, so if you're talking to your counselor and you say, gosh, I need thousands of dollars of dental work, well, then we would assist you in finding a plan that has a large amount of that benefit being provided for you. Yeah, and maybe you get all your dental work done that year, and then maybe you switch to a different plan in the following year. Absolutely. Yeah, don't leave that money on the table, right, Fran? Absolutely. (laughs) And that's why I say every year you get a checkup. Yeah, so you may be told, like, uh, you know, in November that uh, you need this major dental work, and you have until December 7th to switch your plan. Um, and so it may make sense for you to switch into a Medicare Advantage plan for the following year and schedule your dental appointments is, you know, January 2nd or something like that, right? That's correct. And it also would include, as you mentioned, hearing aids and glasses. And there's also over-the-counter benefits that you can get free things that you would normally pay for at the drugstore. And um, many, not many, half of the companies offer a Visa debit card for you to use toward those dental hearing, and vision expenses, some as much as $1,000. Well, well, I'm I'm familiar with a plan that offered $2,100 in dental benefits. That's correct. That is correct. And and that is on the upper end of those. And there's a plan, actually, that offers that $2,100, and you can go to any dentist of your choice. Yeah, now you have to go out of pocket for it and then, and then be, be reimbursed. reimbursed. Submit correct. your receipts for reimbursement. So you have to be able to have the disposable income to go out of pocket to pay the dentist up front. But in other plans, if you stay within the network, you don't pay that up front at all. Yeah, that's true. You could have a dental network too. That's correct. Right. So there are there are some big advantages to a Medicare Advantage plan. Um, but there are also some disadvantages. Right. If you don't like having to get a referral to see a specialist, then an HMO is not a good choice for you. A PPO would give you the option of in or out of network, and you don't need a referral. Yeah, good point. Okay, let me see if I have time for one more call. Uh, Pat in Seminole, you're on the air. Hey, I go on Medicare tomorrow. Oh, Muscle Club, <laughs> congratulations. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I about slapped somebody when they asked me for my Medicare card the other day. I was like, <laughs> what? 
Are you, are you talking to me? <laughs> Anyways, I chose the $2,100. For me, that's the reason I chose my Advantage plan, which I'm going on tomorrow. But my question is, you spoke about the chemo and other serious drugs and how they would be covered on original Medicare. How are the serious um, in-office, out-of-office drugs covered then on the Medicare Advantage plan? Is there some advantage or... Is there a limit on those? How does that go? Good question. Good question, Pat. Thanks for calling in. Hey, let's talk about that out-of-pocket maximums. One of the things that people, I think, do not understand is that with traditional Medicare, uh, there is no out-of-pocket maximum limit. You can be responsible for, God knows, hundreds of thousands of dollars of -of out-of-pocket charges with traditional Medicare, whereas the Medicare Advantage plans, don't they have generally have an out-of-pocket limit? Yes. Um, And with the HMOs, the out-of-pocket limit is lower. And um, once you, if you were to have a catastrophic uh, something happen and you had to um, meet that limit, then for the rest of that Um, calendar year, you have no medical expenses other than for your drugs. You would pay no copays for doctor visits or any other treatments for that year. Starting in January, it would start all over again. PPOs have two out-of-pocket limits. One is if you stay in network, and that's lower, and the um, out-of-network, out-of-pocket limit is a little higher. All right. And does a Medigap policy for traditional Medicare change that equation about the out-of-pocket limits? Does it give you, does it create an out-of-pocket limit? No. Okay. They also have no limit. But okay. you may have been paying for 20 years that $400 a month and then finally, God forbid, have a cat- catastrophe and need it. And then it's paying out. Okay. All right. Well, I apologize that we don't have more time for these fabulous guests who have so much information to share with us. Um, If you joined us late in the show, feel free to go back and listen on demand from the Midpoint archives at WMNF.org slash Midpoint or on the WMNF app or find us at WMNF uh, Midpoint wherever you get your podcasts. I want to thank my uh, soundboard staff, Jessica Green and Barbara Fling, who answers the phones for us. And I thank you, the listeners, for your interest and support of WMNF. And if you enjoyed the show, consider dropping a tip in the tip jar and please direct your donation to MPW Midpoint Wednesday. In fact, if you're making holiday shopping, if you're doing holiday shopping this season, how about a true sustainable gift? The gift of community. No plastic gimmicky consumerism crap destined for a landfill. No money for the big box or Jeff Bezos. How about a gift membership to WMNF Community Radio? You can easily do that online and put in the notes that it is a gift for your loved one or friend. And if you include their address, the fabulous Miss Julie will send them an acknowledgement that you have made this gift for them and she will send it along with a coveted WMNF bumper sticker.